0: Lunch with Pippa Hudson On Cape Talk Join the conversation Now, I have to confess up front, I have never seen the film we're going to be talking about today. I would have been a fairly young child at the time it came out. But I'm aware of its importance in South African cinema history and its recognition as possibly the first anti-apartheid film to come out of this country. I'm talking about Mapansula, the 1988 movie directed by Oliver Schmitz, which told the story of Panikam Zolo, a small-time thief who gets caught up in the growing anti-apartheid movement and finds himself having to choose between looking after number one or taking a stand against the system. I also know the film depicted township life in a way that had never been seen on screen before and that it opened a window into a world that many white South Africans in particular had just chosen not to look through. Uh, That film has now been digitally restored and it is about to be screened at the Berlin International Film Festival, which kicks off next week, Thursday. It is such a pleasure to have the director, Oliver Schmitz, with us on the line to talk about the movie's significance, to talk about the remastering project, and share his hopes and expectations of what happens next Oliver, thanks so much for making time for us and welcome to Cape Talk
1: Good morning Pippa, thank you thank you for having me
0: It's a great, great pleasure Oliver, I mean it's 35 years ago take us back uh, to a South Africa very different from the one uh, I'm speaking to you from today Uh, what it must have taken to get this film made and to tell the story in the first place is I'm sure a remarkable story won't you share it with us?
1: It's a uh, it's a crazy story, you know. It's uh, it was uh, very much a different time. I'm so glad that time is long gone. Mm. Um, <clears throat> a few years before, I'd actually left South Africa because I was called up for military service and, and re- didn't want to go. So I I, yeah. <laughs> I headed for Germany and um, and the, 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 I, I'd met the lead actor before, and this this um, the seeds of an idea wouldn't let me go. And and we stayed in touch and stayed working on this. And um, I found a young producer in London who believed in this, and he actually mm. sold his apartment to make the development of this film possible. My goodness. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. And we went back and... Um, I mean, actually, technically, I was a wall from the South African apartheid military's point yeah. of view, so it was all <laughs> the angels were above us, and this this was not the a usual film project, you know i I realized that, so I initiated write, writing a fake script <clears throat> which had absolutely no political content, and mm-hmm. this is the script we handed in to get permission to shoot in Soweto and it's and it's the kind of uh, the back, the backup story, so to speak, which came in handy because we did run into problems. We were stopped by police and military. What are you doing? And then we we said, no, we have permission, and we spun our story. And thank God, nobody checked any deeper because sure. it was it <laughs> under under apartheid laws, it was seditious because we were promoting revolutionary change and 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 and, and uh, the uh, Freedom Parties, the ANC, PAC and so on and, and we were advocating for change in South Africa so you know when the film came out the censor board had an absolute freak out <laughs> and I couldn't believe that this had happened and we were so proud of that that we actually managed to achieve this at that time
0: I mean it, it's Oliver, I'm thinking now of what a 20-year-old listening to this interview might make of it. To think of that going to the extent of having to have an entire fake script at the ready yeah. in case you were quizzed, and then I mean, the moment that the film gets seen by the censorship board, oh, to have been a fly on the wall when they realised what had happened <laughs> under their noses. Oliver, I'm, I mean, t- what sort of what sort of response did you get? I'm assuming they, they immediately said this can't be shown in South Africa, surely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a, we had a terrific lawyer, La- Lauren Jacobson, at the time. And the censor board used to have police and military people on the board, and they they, they almost had a heart attack. <laughs> um, the uh, head of the censor board was part of the sort of uh, liberal Afrikaans apartheid, de Camp, I think. And he wanted uh, cuts made to the film. And this, unfortunately, created a bit of a tension between me and the producer because he said... Um, we should do that, and I said, under no circumstances. Mm-hmm. And my lead actor and friend, Thomas Mopotlani agreed, as did the Australian producer. So what we did, against all business sense, but in terms of the right thing to do, we let the film go out and be pirated. So that's, that wow. means that millions of South Africans saw it, but they saw a, a pirated copy which is also nothing compared to the the full proper restored film that will be coming out again.
0: What a story. Oliver, I mean... For those who haven't seen the film, who never got their hands on one of those pirated copies and so never had the opportunity, won't you just tell us a little bit about the the storyline and its major themes and particularly just explore a little bit more the fact that it was so different to have the cameras in Soweto telling a story of a black South African's life experience in a township, something that many viewers would simply never have laid eyes on or had any contact with at all.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, the the the, the 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 why we were so passionate about doing this is because that um cinema and television were re- very much reduced to a, a white world view of yeah. south africa and there were black channels and it was all in terms of apartheid but there was nothing except for some very good political theatre there was nothing that gave you an inside view of what most people were feeling thinking experiencing um especially not in film so on the surface it's a sto- it's a gangster story but it's a gangster story with a huge twist yeah um and and let's not forget that even gangsters were were rebels not just in various film decades but in South Africa they were anti-authoritarian it, which takes on another special meaning in a situation like apartheid mm. I think the, um but the story is basically what happens the, the basic premise of the story is what happens if a if a small time gangster in Johannesburg and it was a the um, Amapansula was a big subculture dating back to the 50s. It had flair, it had style, it had, uh, Amazing
0: had music. a sort of a
1: rebel yeah. element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if you take that and, and you put somebody like that under so much pressure that he realizes um, it, there's more at stake than just himself and mm. he has to make a moral decision. And that's what the film is about, it, actually. It's somebody who's always been looking out only for himself, who makes a moral decision. And um, why this was uh, so important back then and why it uh, it captured the audience so much as well is because it was exactly at that turning point where there was a mass surge in um, opposition to apartheid and a mass surge of ordinary people who'd never thought they'd be political, becoming political and becoming involved in change. So so this this film struck a chord just at the right time as well. Yeah.
0: For those who are joining us late to the interview, my guest uh, on the line to us from Europe is Oliver Schmitz, uh, who is the director of the 1988 movie Mapansula. He is in Europe preparing to release this film again at the Berlin International Film Festival, which kicks off on Thursday next week. It's been fully digitally restored and remastered, and a whole new audience waiting to get its first look at it. But Oliver, take it back. Uh, take us back to that initial release, because of course you have South Africans getting their hands on pirated copies and watching it on the yes. sly. At the same time, you're getting the biggest stage there is the Cannes Film Festival to screen the movie to an international audience. Uh, it must have been quite strange for you, sort of having those two different ways of viewing your film happening at the same time
1: absolutely it was um it was all a bit surreal because we made it because we wanted to make and we were had this conviction to make this film. What happened afterwards we had no clue so um Ending up uh, with a premiere, basically, at the Cannes Film Festival was was mind-blowing. Mm. Um, it led to a long-term relationship with one of the most influential people in the festival who kind of became a mentor to me. And he told me he'd seen the film, and other members of the committee had refused to watch it because it was made by a white South African. Mm. So, so politically speaking, they were doing the right thing. But he said, no, you have to look at this. And... Um, that was the beginning of a journey where the film was shown in fifty-two countries, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 also, interestingly, the ANC who was still in exile and had bases in Angola, the film was shown in those bases in Angola, and somebody sent me the. Um, the, the 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 magazine, the, the Seshaba magazine yeah. at some stage, where there were huge debates in the magazine, which were fascinating to read, pro and contra the film. So it, it really created debate in many corners on many levels.
0: And subsequently became hugely influential um, um, as a, as a piece of, of pop culture and a sort of a snapshot of the time, as well as, of course, launching some fairly significant careers. Oliver, one of them being your young star, Tembium, Charlie Jones. Look where she went after Mapanzula.
1: Well, this is funny. You know, I mean, I, I love Tembium and she's coming to the Berlinale and I'm very excited Fantastic. about that. And the film had so much talent, but I have to tell you a little story because yeah. um, Thomas Mokotlani knew Brenda Fassi, and he had given her singing lessons before she was famous. Yeah. And I had Brenda in casting as well, and I chose Tembi instead because I thought mm-hmm. she was right for the role. And uh, I only told yes. this to Tembi recently I think she was quite
0: touched (laughs) no pressure of expectations there whatsoever okay so 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 just before we're out of time Oliver talk to us a little bit about what's been done to the movie remastered ready for re-release to a a new audience 35 years after it was originally made without going into too much technical detail what does that mean about the new experience of the film
1: Well, what it means is that, um, you know, films that that don't get digitized disappear at some Mm -hmm. stage because the the need and the demand for celluloid is just decreasing and films, the the cans were starting Mm -hmm. to rust and eventually took money in hand. To do this, and what has happened is we've recreated the, the the color of the film in a fantastic way. The film initially had a mono mix. We couldn't afford a stereo mix. We've done a stereo mix. We have all the original music in stereo, um, and, and the copy that is higher was pirated and always seen on YouTube. Sometimes still or. So even the, the copy that was released was a really low SD copy uh, with uh, in a kind of box format it doesn't even have the whole frame of the film so what's so what will be re-released is a completely new experience of the way the film yeah. actually was and 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 so much more experience than what was left of it on the internet.
0: Is it going to make its way back to South Africa, Oliver? Obviously a big day for you showing it at Berlinale next week, but will will it have a, a distribution release here at home?
1: Yes, it, it will. We can't give details yet, but we yep. are speaking to platforms and we are in serious discussions about a cinema re-release in Fantastic. South Africa as well, that it has a proper cinema, cinema release for the first time ever in South Africa. Yeah,
0: I look forward to that moment, Oliver, and let's have a conversation on the red carpet at the premiere when that happens. Yes. <laughs> in the meantime, good luck in Berlin next week and thank you so much for making time to chat to us today.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: And all the best to you and the team. Uh, Oliver Schmitz, the director of Mapansula, first created and released in 1988. If you saw one of those pirated copies and you want to tell us about it and tell us how you watched it and where you watched it and how it made you feel, pop me a voice note to 0725671567.